The last of the state's evidence collected were two eyewitnesses who claimed to have contact with Oscar on Friday the 26th. The location and information regarding these witnesses can also be found on our interactive map on the 122675.com website. This is Woodlake Police Report, or Tease, from December 28, 1975. Reporting party Mr. Brumley stated he wanted to report that his 14-year-old daughter had been approached by a white male adult on Friday afternoon on North Cyprus at or about 3.30 p.m. and asked if she wanted to lay and make love with him. Reporting party stated, Daughter Beth does not remember much more because she got scared and ran. However, she had stated he was older looking and looked drunk or mentally retarded. Suspect drove white pickup, no further description. Mr. Brumley states he just found out about it and will ask his daughter to come to police department and possibly give a better description of vehicle. This is statement of Beth Brumley, dated December 31st, 1975, 0925 hours. This occurred between 2 and 3 p.m. Friday, December 26, 1975, on the other side of the White Learning Center. I was walking across the field, and this man in a white truck was driving by, and he motioned me to come over, and I went to see what he wanted. I thought maybe he wanted directions to Mr. Simpson's house as he was looking in that direction. He asked me, do you have a good pussy to put a penis in? I looked at him and just walked off. He then drove away. Signed, Beth Brumley, witnessed by Jaina Brumley and Trisha Renteria. This is Woodlake Police Department Incident Report, Diaz, taken at December 28, 1975. This incident occurred on December 26, 1975, at 1405 hours. The reporting person is Beth Brumley. The charge is annoying or molesting children. Suspect, Oscar A. Clifton, white male adult, 35. It says that Beth was leaving the playground area of F.I. White Learning Center School. Suspect drove up and said, do you have a good pussy to put a penis in? He drove away after the victim ran away. The reporting person says that she was walking home from a friend's house and he attempted to lure her to his vehicle. The suspect's vehicle is described as a white pickup truck. This is Woodlake Police Department Supplemental Report Diaz, dated December 31st, 1975. Follow-up investigation, reporting party, Miss Beth Elaine Brumley on 12-31-75 came to the Woodlake Police Department to give a statement. Miss Brumley said that a white male adult driving a white pickup truck eastbound on the 500 block of West Coahuila had motioned to her to come over to where he was in the pickup. Ms. Brumley said that the man told her, quote, Do you have a good pussy to put a penis in? Ms. Brumley told me that this happened at about 1400 hours on 1226.75 and that she then immediately ran home. Ms. Brumley told me that the man was the same one she saw in a newspaper, meaning the suspect that was arrested for the murder of Donna Richmond in Exeter. Ms. Brumley said that she saw the suspect's pickup drive eastbound on Coahuila. Reporting Officer Diaz gave this information to Lieutenant Brown, TCSO. This is TCSO Report McKinney, January 2nd, 1976. 
Reporting Officer and Officer Ralph Diaz of Woodlake Police Department contacted Beth Brumley. Reporting Officer had photo lineup of six individuals, one being suspect this case, Oscar Archie Clifton, 35 years. Miss Beth Brumley picked photo of subject Clifton, number three, on lineup as person who she had observed on December 26, 1975. Also, Ms. Brumley advised reporting officer that incident occurred between 1415 and 1430 hours. Reporting officer also was advised that photo of suspect's pickup looked like pickup she had observed. This is Prosecutor Jay Powell questioning Beth Brumley at trial, June 24, 1976. Would you state your name, please? Beth Brumley. Beth, how old are you? Fourteen. Where do you live? Woodlake. Were you living there last Christmas? Yes. Did something unusual happen to you shortly after Christmas last year? Yes. What day was it? It was the day after Christmas, the 26th. All right. And what? And that would be the 26th of December in 1975? Yes. What were you doing that day, by the way? I was riding a horse, and I'd just gotten through putting it up. I was on my way home. And where were you in relationship to your home? I was in the back field of my house, facing my home. Okay, and is that when this unusual thing happened to you? Uh-huh, yes. And would you tell us then, what was it that happened? Okay, I was walking home and this white truck pulled up behind me and I turned around to look at the truck and then... And was there anyone in the truck? Yes. How many people were in the truck? One. And what happened when the pickup pulled up? I turned around and then the man motioned me over to the pickup. What man is this? The man in the pickup? Yes. All right. And what did you do when he motioned you to the pickup? I turned around and walked towards it. Okay. And what took place then? Did he say anything to you? Yes. Are you able to... Can you tell us... First of all, do you remember the words the man used? Yes. Can you say them to us? Yes. Would you repeat them for the jury, what the man said to you? Okay. He asked me if I had a good-looking pussy to put a penis in. And what did you do? I looked at him, and I turned around and walked home. All right. Did you see that man in the courtroom today? Yes. He's sitting right there. May the record show that the witness has identified the defendant, Oscar Clifton. About what time of day was this, do you know? Around 3 o'clock. Did you look at a watch when it happened? No. And what did you do right after it happened? You went home? I went home and I waited until my big sister got there. All right. And then I told her. Was your mother home when you got home? Yes. I'm not sure if I asked you what color was this pickup? White. All right. Defense attorney Donahue questioning Beth Brumley on cross. Miss Brumley, can you describe for me how the man who was driving the truck, what was he wearing? I didn't, I didn't notice anything that he was wearing. How close were you from the man? To the man in the truck. I was across the sidewalk and he was close to the curb. Okay, which side of the street were you on? I was in the field and then there was a sidewalk and then the street. Okay, are we talking about a sidewalk? This street runs east and west? Yeah. Are we talking about the sidewalk on the south side of the street or over here on the other side of the street? It was on the other side of the street. On the north side of the street? No, it was, okay, he was driving on the right side of the road. Going in which direction? Going this way. Towards Vesalia? 
I I don't know. Well, can you tell me in which direction the road runs? Does it go north, south, or east, west? I think it was east, west. Okay, assuming it goes east, west, that being east, this being west. Okay, it was going west. Which direction was he going? Which direction was the truck going? West. This way. Uh-huh. And you were on... On this side. This side. Okay, on the right side of him. Uh-huh. Okay, and so he was on, he was driving the pickup, correct? Right. Can you describe anything about the man? He had blonde colored hair and that's all I noticed about him. Okay, and he was driving a white pickup. Yes. Did you notice whether or not he was wearing glasses? No, he was not wearing glasses. He was not wearing glasses. Did you notice, Miss Brumley, whether or not he was wearing a sweater? What? A sweater. No, I didn't notice. Miss Brumley, I'm going to show you Plaintiff's Exhibit A for identification. Now, this is a group of six pickups. All of them are white. This is the front view of this pickup, and this is the back view of this same pickup, and it goes the same way all the way through. Now, do any of these pickups look like the pickup the man might have been driving, or similar to the pickup that the man might have been driving? It's not this one for sure. Okay, how about any, are you pointing at number six? How about any of these, one through five? It might look like it, but... This one you're pointing to, number five? Uh-huh. Does that to you look something... Does that look similar to the pickup that the man was driving? A little bit. Not much. Okay. Was there anything in particular, Miss Brumley, that you noticed about this pickup that made it different from any other white pickup to you? No. The man that was in the pickup, he was on the driver's side behind the wheel? Yes. And so there wasn't anyone seated on the passenger side. No. Next to you. And did he, when he spoke to you, did he, was he still behind the wheel? Yes. Was the pickup moving? No. You said that then, well, then tell me, after he made this remark to you, what did he do? I didn't notice. I was turned around. In which way, which direction did you turn around? He's going west. Yes. Which direction did you turn? I was going at an angle toward my house. Okay. Were you walking away from the pickup? Yes. And was the pickup behind you? Uh-huh. Did you ever turn around and look and see what the pickup was doing? No. Miss Brumley, was your sister at home when you got home this day? No. Did you tell your dad about this incident? No. You did not? Mm-mm. You didn't tell him the next day or the same day? No, uh-uh. I think my sister told him. You told your sister? Uh-huh. And when did you tell your sister? As soon as she got home from, uh, I think she was at work. And about what time did she get home, as you recall? I didn't, uh, I didn't notice. What time did you get home, Miss Brumley? A little after three. Okay. How long did it take you to go from where the pickup, the man in the pickup had said this to you, to your home? Just a couple of minutes. Now, you say your mother was home when you arrived there? Yes. Did you tell your mother about this incident? No. When did you tell your sister? When she arrived at the house. Okay. Where did... Was your sister working that day? Yes, I think so. All right. Now, Miss Brumley, didn't you tell your sister something about this man? Yes. What did you tell her? I just told her what I told you, that everything she... Uh, he said and stuff. Okay. Didn't you tell her a little bit more than that? I don't think so. Do you remember telling either your sister or your father that the man you saw in the truck appeared to be an older man? No. Do you recall telling either your sister or your father that the man appeared either drunk or mentally retarded? No. A little weird. He had a strange voice. In what way was it strange to you, Miss Brumley? It was kind of a shaky voice. Well, did the man appear to you to be intoxicated? 
No. Did he appear to you to be well? You called it weird. What makes you, for what reason do you say he appeared weird to you? Well, you know, it's not every day a person would do this. All right, but is there anything other than just the statement he made to you plus this, this voice? What was wrong with his voice, or what did you notice about his voice? It was just shaky, as I said. Shaky? Uh-huh. And you're sure then, Miss Brumley, that you did not tell your father that this was an older man who looked drunk or mentally retarded? Not that I can recall. Do you recall whether you told your sister that? No, I don't think so. Okay. You said the man had blonde hair. Yes. Was it short, long? We'll start off. Was it a, like a crew cut? No, it was, it was about down here. It was pretty short. About, say, like mine? Yes. But it wasn't as full as yours. It was more thin. You mean like he was balding? No, not bald, but, you know, it was just thinner hair. Okay. Did you notice anything? Well, were you close enough where you could even see the color of the man's eyes? No, uh-uh. I didn't notice. After you turned and walked away, he just drove off. Is that correct? Uh-huh. This is defense attorney Donahue questioning Weldon Brumley at trial on July 7th, 1976. Could you state your full name and occupation, please? My name is Weldon Atwood Brumley. I'm the assistant principal of the Exeter Union High School. And you have a daughter by the name of Beth Brumley? Beth Elaine Brumley. Okay, so now, Mr. Brumley, directing your attention to December the 26th. I can't hear you, sir. All right, I'll speak up a little louder. I say, directing your attention to December the 26th, do you recall having a conversation with your daughter concerning an incident that happened that day? No. All right. Do you recall on December the 27th, 1975, of having a conversation with this daughter concerning an incident that happened the day before? Let me begin by stating on the 26th, this was on a Saturday, was it not? Friday. I was away from home most of that day coaching a ball game, and when I got back, I heard at the time that Donna Richmond had been captured. Now, just a moment, sir. My question is, did you have a conversation with your daughter, Beth Brumley? No. All right. On December the 28th, did you have a conversation with your daughter? You ask about the 27th. What day was that? That was Saturday. The 27th was a Saturday? Yes, sir. I don't think so. All right. On December the 28th, which was a Sunday, did you have a conversation with your daughter concerning an alleged incident that occurred to her on December the 26th? Yes, I did. All right. And can you tell me approximately what time it was that you had that conversation? I think I had that conversation with her, if I can recall correctly, after I talked to her mother about this incident, and I took my daughter to the police station. I thought I'd better report it to the police. All right, you took your daughter to the police station on what date? Sunday morning, after church. Okay, at approximately 11.15, is that correct? That's correct. And your daughter was with you? My daughter and my wife was with me. But only my daughter was in the police station with me, as I recall. Pardon me? I think only my daughter was with me in the police station, as I can recall. Now, Mr. Brumley, did you make a report to the Woodlake Police Department concerning this alleged incident on December the 28th? Was that a Sunday? Yes, sir. Yes. At approximately 11.15? Somewhere about that time. Okay. Do you recall what you told the Woodlake Police Department? Yes, I can recall it. 
Okay. Do you recall that you told them, told the Woodlake Police Department the same thing your daughter had told you? I don't know whether I recall that or not because my daughter didn't tell me exactly what was said until after that Sunday because she was embarrassed about what was said. Okay. The exact words that supposedly was said to her by this person. Did your daughter give you a description of this person? By description, what do you mean? Did she tell you what the person looked like? She told me that the person made some kind of a statement to her, but she wouldn't tell me exactly what he said and that she thought he was funny looking in the way that he said that. And I think, if I'm not mistakenly, I think she said he looked a little weird. And that's your best recollection of it. Is that correct? At the time, I think she also mentioned something about him being an old man, and I asked my daughter if he was older than I was, and my daughter said no, he was not older than I was. Now, whether the police wrote that down or not, I don't know. How old are you? I'm 44. Okay, isn't it a fact that your daughter said he looked drunk? It may have been. Or mentally retarded? I think that's true, sir. I think she said he did look mentally retarded, but I don't know whether she has a concept of mental retardation or not. I'm merely asking you, sir, what she said. I'm merely telling you that's what I said. That's what I thought. Okay, then you reported to the Woodlake Police Department then what she said to you then. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. Okay, now, Mr. Brumley, would you be kind enough to take a look at this copy, a partial copy of a police department's report, and just read it to yourself, sir? Okay, my question is, sir, isn't this the report and the description that your daughter gave to you? That's what the police officer wrote down. He did not write down what I said about age, but that's what he did write down. Well, my question is simply, is that what you told the police officer who made this report? That's some of the things I told the police officer. That's not all that I told him. The most noticeable thing about all of these different statements is the shifting time. The initial report was that the incident occurred at 3.30 p.m. Beth's written statement said 2 to 3. The police report from the same day said that Beth placed it at 2 o'clock. Beth's amended statement a few days later changed it to 2.15 to 2.30. However, at trial, suddenly Beth was positive it was 3 o'clock which conveniently corresponded to the state's timeline of events. We'll cover the timeline issues more in the next episode, but it's impossible to place any confidence in the final answer of 3 p.m. It's difficult to understand just by listening, but the issue of the identification of Oscar's truck is important throughout the case. We've posted evidence photos of the truck on the 122675.com website, and you can see that the tailgate had the word Ford in giant black and white lettering across the back. When shown a photo of Oscar's truck by the prosecution and then six other plain white pickups by the defense, Beth couldn't tell the difference. It's clear she never saw the distinctive black lettering on Oscar's truck. The police report states quite plainly that Beth saw Oscar's photo in the paper and that's when she identified him. That was prior to making a police report or looking at any lineup. This is the opposite of how a reliable witness identification should be made. Additionally, there was no specificity in any of her descriptions. Old, mentally retarded, drunk, weird, shaky voice. Nothing specific to Oscar, not even his white sweater. The location of the incident also shifted around. It was originally on Kauai, then on Cyprus. 
This entire incident lacked reliability, but the jury just heard the trial testimony and didn't realize how many different stories Beth had told. This is TCSO report Bird, December 29th, 1975. At 12.35 hours on 12.27.75, myself and Detective Hallgwin talked with a Gloria Moscoro 20 years of age. She advised these officers that at or about 15.30 hours on 12.26.75 that she was working in the oranges in the vicinity of the location that the victim Donna Richmond's bicycle had been found. That a subject slender built, blonde hair, white male adult driving a white Ford pickup exposed himself to her and then drove off. A statement was taken from this subject and a crime report taken by Detective Hogwin in regard to this matter. She was advised that there would possibly be a lineup for possible identification as the description was similar to the ones of the suspect we had in custody on the 207. This is Defense Attorney Donahue questioning Sajin at trial on July 7, 1976. Mrs. Sajin, by whom are you employed? Vesalia Times Delta. And how long have you been so employed? Almost two and a half years. What is the nature of your occupation with the Visalia Times Delta? Reporter. Now, Mrs. Sajan, what type of reporting do you do? Are you limited to, do you do several types of reporting? Mainly I report on education, but I do other things too. In addition, do you also, do you take photographs for the newspaper on certain occasions? Yes. Okay. Now, do you recognize this copy of a, this copy as being a picture, a copy of a picture that you took sometime in December? Yes. And you recall that picture was printed about March, December the 29th in the Visalia Times Delta? Yes. And you took that picture? Uh-huh. Do you recall about what time of day it might have been when the picture was taken? As near as I can recall it was, I believe it was prior, just prior to noon. Okay. And where was the picture taken? It was taken in by the side of the, I can't remember the name of the street, but... In Exeter? Yes. In an orange grove? Yes. Near List Avenue? Yes. All right. Now, after having taken the picture, did you talk to the little, the girl in that photo? No. Sometime around 2.30, did you talk to Gloria Moscoro? It was around that time. I, I can't say for sure exactly what time it was. Okay, well, about that time, regardless of the exact time, did you talk to the little girl who is shown here in the picture? Yes. And the one to whom, the one facing Sheriff Wiley? Yes. Okay, did you, what, if anything, did you ask her concerning that picture? I asked her if she was the person that I had earlier heard was, or had said she had seen Oscar Clifton in the Orange Grove the day before. Okay, now, did you ask her if somebody had showed her a picture of Mr. Clifton? Yes. And what was her reply? She said, yes, they showed me his picture. Okay, you do not know whether that was the picture, though, that was being shown to her in this picture, do you? No, I don't. This is TCSO Report Hallgwin, December 29th, 1975. 12.27.75, 12.35 hours. Reporting officer was directed to meet with the above-listed victim, Gloria Moscoro, at List Avenue, just west of Road 204, in regards to some possible information on suspects sought for possible kidnap charges. 
Upon arrival, reporting officer contacted victim Mascaro, who stated to reporting officer that on 12-26-75, at about 15-30 hours, at work in the Orange Orchard located on the northwest corner of List Avenue and Road 204, victim Mascaro stated that during this time she was picking on a tree that is on the road's edge of List, about 20 yards west of Road 204. Victim stated that while she was picking at the above-described location, she observed a white pickup truck westbound on List Avenue from Road 204. Victim stated that as the pickup drove past her, the driver whom she noted was wearing a black frame eyeglasses and a long sleeve, possibly turtleneck sweater, white in color, appeared to be staring at her. Victim Moscoro further noted that the driver had blonde hair. Victim Moscoro stated that shortly after the white pickup had driven past her the first time, she observed it past her location again, only this time it was traveling eastbound on List Avenue, and upon reaching Road 204, it turned northbound. Victim Moscoro stated that as the pickup truck passed her the second time, the driver again appeared to be looking at her. Victim Moscoro stated that a few minutes after the white pickup truck had driven past her the second time, she had a feeling of being watched. Victor Moscoro stated that as she turned and looked behind her, she observed a white male adult between 35 and 40 years, 5'10 to 6 feet tall, blonde hair, short, wearing black frame eyeglasses, a white pullover sweater, possibly a turtleneck, long-sleeved, and possibly wearing light gray pants, standing about 15 feet behind her, facing her direction. Victor Moscoro stated that the white male adult had his pants unzipped and was exposing himself to her using both hands on his erection. Victim Moscoro stated that she then ran to where her father was working at a nearby tree and told of what had occurred. Victim's father stated that as soon as his daughter told him of the incident, he ran to the road's edge on Road 204 and, looking northbound, observed a white pickup truck turn westbound onto Firebaugh from Road 204. Victim's father stated that he and his son then started their vehicle and went westbound on List Avenue from Road 204 to attempt to locate the white pickup as it would come into Road 196 from Firebaugh. Victim's father stated that they failed to locate the white pickup truck on Road 196. Victim Oscuro could not offer any further information at this time, but stated that she could ID the subject if she saw him again. This is Prosecutor Jay Powell questioning Gloria Moscoro at trial, June 24, 1976. Were you picking oranges last December 26th? Yes, sir. And where was that that you were picking oranges? It was on the Swearigan Ranch. It was on List Avenue. All right. And is that near what town? Exeter. All right. And now, were you picking with someone else? No, sir. Were you there alone that day? I had my little sister with me. Okay, and were your parents in the vicinity? Around, but not right next to me. Miss Moscoro, and about what time of day were you in there, morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Now, Miss Moscoro, did something unusual happen to you that afternoon? Yes, sir. And could you tell us about what time this event took place? It was after 3.30. Was it, you didn't look at your watch when it happened, did you? No, sir, I didn't have one. And would you tell us then what you observed? I was picking along the roadside. As I went to the bin where we dumped the oranges, a white pickup passed by. And in what direction was the pickup going? It was going west. On what street? List. That's List Avenue? 
Yes, sir. And did you notice how many people were in the white pickup? Yes, sir. One. And was it a male or a female? It was a male. All right. And what happened after you first noticed that pickup going west on list? Well, I... He passed by, so I continued to pick until I came again to dump again, and he passed by again going east on list. And after he passed by on list, did you see which way he went when he got to the corner of Road 204? Yes, sir, because at the time I was going back to the tree I was picking, and it was going to the direction of which the way the truck was going, and he had a signal light turning left, which would be north on Spruce. And then did you go into the trees to pick? Yes, sir. And what happened next? Well, I continued to pick, and as I was coming down the ladder, I felt someone looking at me. You mean, you didn't feel anyone touch you, did you? No, sir. Uh Uh-uh. And what did you do when you came off the ladder and you felt that someone was looking at you? Well, I turned around and there was a man standing there looking at me. Did you see, do you see that man in court today? Yes, sir. Would you point him out, please? Mm Mm-hmm. May the record show that she is pointed to the defendant, Oscar Clifton. What did you see Mr. Clifton do when you saw him? He exposed himself to me. Would you tell the jury exactly what you mean when you say he exposed himself to you? He had his penis sticking out and he was holding it with his two hands. What happened? What did you do when you saw that? Well, I I got scared and all and I could do. I I told him to get out of here. And then, what did you do after you told him to get out of there? I went back. I had a full sack. I I went back. I dumped the sack. I grabbed my little sister and the radio, and I ran. And where did you go when you ran? I ran towards where everybody else was picking at and where I met my mother coming out. And was your father in the vicinity? Yes, sir. And did he come up? Yes, sir. After Mr. Clifton had exposed himself to you and you ran away, did you see where he went? No, sir. And did you tell your family what had happened? I told my mother. And did you see the pickup any time later that day? No, sir. Can you describe for us the pickup? It was a white pickup. Okay, let me show you what has been marked in evidence as people's number one and ask you if this is similar to the pickup that you saw. Yes, sir. Let me show you what has been marked for identification as Defendant's A that Mr. Clifton's attorney has prepared and ask you if there's any pickups in that that look any closer to the pickup that Mr. Clifton was driving that day. They all look similar to this one. Okay, in other words, they are all white pickups. They're all white pickups, yes, sir. Okay, fine. When you saw Mr. Clifton on, I take it you saw him on three occasions, when he drove by the first time, when he drove by the second time, and when he exposed himself to you. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And did you get a good look at his face? Yes, sir. Did you notice anything else that he was wearing? He was wearing a white long sleeve sweater, and he was wearing thick black glasses. Let me show you what has been marked as People's Exhibit Number 4 for identification, which appears to be a long sleeve white sweater. Is this similar to the sweater that Mr. Clifton was wearing that day? Yes, sir. Now, are you? I assume you are not able to say this is exactly the same sweater. No, sir. All right, but it's similar. Yes, sir. Defense Attorney Donahue questioning Gloria Mascoro on cross. This incident when you first saw this white pickup that was headed west on list, is that correct? Yes, sir. There was one person in it, and, and the driver, that was the driver, is that correct? Yes, sir. And about what speed did it go by you? Oh, about 25, 30. Okay, 25 or 30 miles an hour. And were you standing where? 
along the side of the road. Now, when the car went, pickup went by, did it just go by? Yes. So there wasn't any reason at that time for you to pay any particular attention to it, was there? Yes, sir, because it was a white pickup and our fieldman, uh, assistant fieldman, has a white pickup exactly like that and he'd been there earlier. He has a white pickup like this one? Similar to that one, sir. It's white. Okay, so you thought maybe the field man was going by, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, but you didn't get, you just got a little glimpse of whoever was driving that pickup when it went by at 25 miles an hour. I looked to see if it was Mark. It wasn't Mark? No, sir. Did the driver wave to you or make any motions to you or anything? No, sir. When he went by, he was going west. Was he looking down the road in the direction he was traveling? I don't remember. I don't know. Well, could you see his face at that time? No. Okay, then how much time elapsed between when this white pickup first went by you and when it came back headed east? About, well, I can't say, like five minutes? Okay, and when it came back going east, where were you standing at the time it passed by you? I was at, at the dumping box again. The box was beside the road? Was alongside the road. And about what speed was the truck traveling when it went by the second time? I can't say. It was slowing down to make a stop. When you looked up, you mentioned the turn signal was on. Yes, sir. Were you, had you already dumped the sack in the box? Yes, sir. And you were just standing there? No, I was going back to the tree where I was picking at, which was at the same direction which way the car, truck was going. Okay, the truck was headed east. Yes, sir. And you were walking east. Yes, sir. And the grove was just to your left, right? Or were you in the trees? I was turning around going towards the trees. All right, so you're turning and walking toward the trees, which are on the north side of the road, right? Which would be my left-hand side. All right, now the pickup had gone by one time. Incidentally, did you watch it as it went down the road? No, sir. You just turned around and went back? Went back. Now, this is List Avenue East and West, and this is the orange grove in which you and your family were picking. Now, when the pickup came back, you had emptied the sack and you were turning to go back into the trees, right? I was walking towards the pickup, which would be going east. All right, the pickup was ahead of you. The pickup already had passed me. Yes, yes, sir. The pickup had already passed you. That was when you first, when you observed it at that time, and it had already gone by you? Yes, sir. In other words, you were walking this way, and the truck goes by, correct? Yes, sir. And at the time the truck went by, did you look to see? I just looked up, and I noticed that the signal light was on to turn left. Did you see the driver's face at that time? When he had passed in front of me, he had his arm sticking out. He turned around and looked at me. I was at the bin at that time. When you were coming, when he was coming east? When he passed me, he turned around and looked at me. Okay, what was he wearing at that time? What I could see of his arm was a white sweater, long sleeve sweater. He had his arm like this on the window. Was he wearing glasses then too? Yes, sir. Okay, now when you went back to the tree, you picked some more oranges and you came down the ladder and you had a feeling that somebody was looking at you, correct? Yes, sir. And then you saw a man standing there exposing himself. Yes, sir. And this man was wearing a white sweater. Yes. Similar to People's Exhibit 3 or 4, whatever it is. Yes, sir. Okay, what color shirt did he have on? I couldn't tell if he had a shirt underneath the sweater. Okay, was he wearing glasses? Yes, sir. Did you notice the color of his hair? 
it was sort of like a blonde, a dirty blonde or something like that. It wasn't completely blonde. Long hair or short hair? How would you describe it? I couldn't tell. He was standing toward me. I couldn't tell from the back of his head. You mean he was facing you? He was facing me. You didn't get to see the back? No, sir. All right. Now, do you recall how far away from you was this man at this time, Miss Muscoro? About ten feet. And at that time, you were off the ladder and just standing on the ground? I had just got down to the ground, yes, sir. Now, did the man say anything? No, sir. He just grinned. What color pants was he wearing, if you recall? I'm not sure. Well, you're not sure, or have you just forgotten? I'm not sure. They were a light-colored pair of pants. Like as light as the pants that I have on? Maybe a little, little darker. Okay, like perhaps they were gray? Maybe. I really didn't notice. All I know is they were a light-colored pair of pants. But you're sure it was a light-colored pair of pants? Yes, sir. Okay, do you recall Miss Muscoro talking to a deputy sheriff on December 27th, 1975 concerning this matter? 27th? Yes, Saturday. The next day? Yes, ma'am, on the 26th. No, it would have been the 27th. That would have been a, on Saturday. Right. No. Okay, then. At this time, you do not recall having any conversation with the deputy sheriff the following day concerning this matter? The following day, which would be the 26th? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, what I want to do, Miss Muscoro, is read from where it begins with, she observed, down to right here, the word pants. Now, does that refresh your, your recollection as to the color of the pants that you observed the man wearing on the day before, on December the 26th? I'm not sure that they were gray, but they were a light pair of pants, light-colored pair of pants. All right. Detective Bird, would you be kind enough to stand, please? Would you stand right about here? Miss Moscaro, Detective Bird has on a dark pair, a pair of dark blue pants. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Were the pants that the man was wearing that you saw that color? No. All right. Thank you. They were not dark blue? No. When you came down the ladder and you told the man to get out of here or something to that effect, did he leave? I don't know. I turned around and walked away. You never saw the man move then, is that correct? No, sir. From the first time you saw him in the grove until you left, he was just standing there? Yes, sir. Did you happen to observe... No, sir. Wait a minute, I haven't got there yet. Did you happen to notice what kind of shoes, boots, tennis shoes, or whatever the man was wearing? No, sir. Okay, was there anything at all you noticed about the pickup? No, sir. Other than it was just a white pickup? No, sir, just that it was white. Miss Moscoro, on the following day, December the 27th, did anyone from the sheriff's office show you any picture of Mr. Clifton? No, sir. None at all? No, sir. Did you see any pictures of anybody? Yes, sir. I saw a picture of the little girl, which was Donna. Who showed that to you? Sheriff Wiley. Do you recall having a conversation with Miss uh, Isagian from the Visalia Times Delta on December the 27th? Yes, sir. A photographer from the local paper? Yes, sir. At that time, I didn't know she was from the Visalia Times Delta. Can you recall telling her that you had been shown a picture of him? No, sir. I didn't tell her that. You did not? No, sir. On December the 27th, you were out in the grove and you did talk to one or more members of the sheriff's office, correct? I was out in the grove, but I wasn't picking. 
Now, did anyone from the sheriff's office ask you to point out to them the spot where the man was standing who exposed himself to you? Yes, sir. And did you? Yes, sir. Do you recall whether, whether there were any footprints there? I don't remember. I don't... We didn't... I didn't notice anything. Was there anything else, Miss Muscoro, that you noticed about the man standing there in the grove? Except he was wearing a white sweater, long-sleeved, and had black glasses, thick-framed. And you did point out to the sheriff or the deputy, one of the members of the sheriff's office, the point, the place, where the man was standing as best as you could recall. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Now, Miss Muscoro, you have indicated that you believe this has to have been around 3.30 p.m. Yes, sir. And how do you estimate the time? Or did you estimate the time? Because when I work, I listen to a portable radio, and it wasn't too long the last time I heard the time that it was 3.30. It was after 3.30. Okay, so you're saying then it was maybe a little later than 3.30. It was after 3.30, yes. After 3.30. Could it have been as late as 3.45? I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you remember the station you were listening to? Yes, sir. Was it one of the stations that plays music most of the time? Yes. And they announce the time every so often? Yes, sir. Well, just give me, Miss Muscoro, your best estimate of how much past 3.30 it may have been, if you can. I can't. I... But you're sure it was after 3.30, right? Yes, sir. This is Prosecutor Jay Powell questioning Philip Moscoro at trial, June 24th, 1976. Are you related to Gloria Moscoro? Yes, I'm her father. All right. And did an unusual event happen last December 26th, 1975? Yes. All right. And can you point out, could you tell me what were you doing on December 26th? We were picking oranges. All right. And who was with you picking oranges? My whole family. All right. And well... There was a whole crew working there. And did the family include your daughter, Gloria? Yes. And was there an unusual incident that took place? Yes. And would you tell us what you first learned of the incident? Well, I was coming in from one of the trees, and I met my wife, and she told me that... You can't tell us what somebody else told you, but what did, what did you do after your wife talked to you? I ran to the, to the corner of Spruce and List. That's the edge of the uh, of this grove, and I didn't find anybody in there. You what? You did or did not? Did not. All right. So I came over on the road to Spruce. Is Spruce also known as Road 204? Yes. And what did you do when you came to Spruce? I started walking north on Spruce. And what did you observe? I observed the back end of a white pickup on this little bar here. And is the bar on Spruce? Yes, it's on the, be on the east side, or west side. No, east side of Spruce. East side of Spruce. Right. And what did you observe about that pickup? Well, the pickup backed off when I started walking towards it. It backed off and headed north, and I stopped walking, and I watched it turn, and it turned. That would be a west on Fireball. And what color pickup was this? white. And when it turned west on Fireball, what did you do? I ran back uh, up here on List and got into the car with my boy and we drove as fast as we could to get back to 65. As a matter of fact, we almost got hit here. Uh, we turned north on 65 and then east on Fireball. 
Did you look for the white pickup as you turned north onto 65? Yes. And did you see it north on 65? No. All right. And when you got to the intersection of Firebaugh and 65, what did you do? We did, well, we could see all this road in here in Firebaugh, and we didn't see no pickup trucks, so we came back in through here. Now, by in through here, you mean along Firebaugh Avenue. Right. We were heading east on Firebaugh. All right. And we were looking through these side streets, and there's a packing house in here. Looking through here, and whatever those little drive we could see, we didn't see nothing. And you didn't see any pickup along that area? No. And did you continue on? Where did you go? Continued back to Spruce and then turned it right, and then we turned right back onto List where my family was at. Do you know about what time it was when you were searching around? Between 3.45 and 4. Would that be in the afternoon? Yes. Defense counsel Donahue questioning Philip Moscoro on cross. Mr. Moscoro, approximately how far north on Spruce is the bar from the corner of List and Spruce? I'd say a couple of blocks distance. Well, in feet, uh, would you say as long as a football field, 300 feet? Uh, somewhere around there. From the corner of List and Spruce, 300 feet north to be where the bar is located? Some, somewhere approximately about there. Okay, now how far south of the pickup were you when you first saw the pickup, approximately? About 75 feet from List. You were 75 feet, say, north of List? Right. Okay, now the pickup when you first saw it, was it in the, uh, is there a parking lot area in front of this bar that we are discussing? There's a small little area for parking, yes. Was this pickup in that parking area when you first saw it? Yes. And it backed out? Right. And proceeded north? Right. Did you go to the bar and ask if anybody there, if they, who this person was? No. Then you have no way. You just know a white pickup backed out of the parking lot of a bar and headed north, correct? Right. And went west on Firebaugh. After you and your son drove north on 65 and turned east on Firebaugh, and since you could see the entire area from Firebaugh from 65 to road 204, did you check in these dirt roads between Firebaugh and List? Do you mean, did we drive into them? Well, I don't. Did you check them? Whether you drove in or just looked down them? We just looked down there. You looked down. And you looked down and you didn't see any white pickups south of Firebaugh in the grove, in these little dirt roads that you could observe? No. And north of Firebaugh, the packing shed is over in this area someplace, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there were cars parked there. The packing shed was open, wasn't it? I think so. And you did not observe any white pickups in that area? No. Mr. Moscoro, did you notice anything about this white pickup that you could differentiate it from any other white pickup? No. And when that pickup backed out of the parking lot, it was then the tailgate was towards you and the truck was going north, right? Right. About how far away, how far south of the pickup were you when it backed out onto Spruce and headed north? About 275 feet, 250 feet. And I will show you a picture, which is Plaintiff's Exhibit Number 1, Mr. Moscoro. Now, when this pickup that you observed was going north on Road 204, you were looking at the tailgate or the rear end of the truck, correct? Right. Could you or did you read the words Ford on the back of the truck that was headed north? I didn't pay attention to it. 
Then you did not observe the words Ford on the back of the pickup as it went north. Is that correct? No. Right? Right. And I assume, Mr. Moscoro, that the pickup, well, you did not observe the driver get into this pickup, did you? No. And of course, you did not get an opportunity to see what type of clothing the person may have been wearing. No. And during the time that you and your son were driving around that area looking for this other white pickup, or looking for a white pickup, did you happen to look to see what time it was? No. So you were estimating somewhere between 3.45 and 4 o'clock. Is that correct? Right. What time did you leave the Grove that evening, sir? The, uh, a few minutes after 4. Were you there as late as 4.15? I don't think so. 15 minutes after 4? I'm not sure. I didn't have a... Well, just the best estimate you can give me. That's all I'm asking for. Could it possibly have been 15 after 4, sir? Possibly. Now, would you tell me, Mr. Moscoro, when you left the Grove, and I assume the family went with you, how did you proceed away from the Grove towards your home? Came down on list, got on 65, headed south. You went west on list to 65. Now, as you, I assume you drove your truck or car, is that correct? Yes. Okay. As you drove west on list on your way home, did you happen, as you reached this dirt road, the one that goes through to Firebop, did you happen to look north on that? No, I didn't. Prosecutor J. Powell questioning Philip Moscoro on redirect. And would you tell us what your impression was as to the brand of pickup or brand or brands that it might have been? Either a Ford or a Dodge. Defense Attorney Donahue questioning Philip Moscoro on recross. Mr. Moscoro, do you wear glasses? No. Do you read English? Yes. You've told me in regard to Plaintiff's Exhibit 1 that there's nothing, there was nothing distinguishing about that particular pickup as far as you were concerned. Isn't that correct? When you saw the pickup backing out of the bar parking lot and heading north on Spruce, was there anything in particular that you noted about that pickup by which you could distinguish it from any other white pickup? No. Excuse me, sir. Here are six white pickups. Is there anything about any of those pickups that appears to be similar to the one you saw going north on Spruce on December the 26th? This one, that one. All right. He has pointed to three, and he has also pointed to four. Defendant's Exhibit A. Now, you said you thought it might be a Ford, or what other truck? Dodge. What made you think it might have been a Dodge? The way the taillights went on. What about the way the taillights went on, sir? Well, the Dodge is a little smaller and rounder. Well, that would depend upon the year and the model, wouldn't it not, sir? Right. And you are not, we don't know what your truck we're talking about, do we? No. The Moscoro incident raises more questions than it answers. Both Gloria and her father claim to have been looking directly at the back of the suspect's truck and gave details on taillights and turn signals, but failed to mention giant black and white Ford lettering on the tailgate. It's painful to listen to Donahue question them about whether it was a Ford or a Dodge. Obviously, they didn't see Oscar's truck. Why didn't Donahue just say that? It would be impossible to see the back of Oscar's truck and not know it was a Ford. That lettering was the most distinctive thing about the truck, by far, and yet neither Moscoro noticed it. 
They both claimed that the suspect's truck was indistinguishable from a lineup of plain white pickups of different makes and models. The incident Gloria described was terrifying. Why didn't they call the police? Mr. Moscoro claimed that he chased the flasher and thought he needed to be identified. It seems like the police would have been useful in catching him and perhaps putting extra patrols in the area. It's also curious that Mr. Moscoro said he immediately ran out to the main road in the opposite direction of the flasher's last known location. Gloria and her father were clear. Nobody saw the man go back to his truck or drive out to Spruce. Why didn't Mr. Moscoro run back into the grove to attempt to catch the guy before he reached his vehicle? Gloria's identification of Oscar was also tainted by a pre-lineup viewing of his photo, just like Beth Brumley. Mrs. Sajian from the paper asked Gloria right there on the scene if the sheriff had shown her Oscar's photo, and Gloria was clear. Yes, she'd been shown Oscar's photo. The photo Mrs. Sajian took of the sheriff showing the photo to Gloria is posted on our website. The Moscoros worked for Donna's grandparents, so it would be understandable if Gloria felt pressured to deny that her identification of Oscar was tainted. There are no TCSO reports of any kind documenting an investigation of the flashing scene Gloria said she pointed out to them. If they searched the area for evidence, tire prints, or footprints, they did not document it with written statements or photos. Was there nothing to find? Did they find evidence that did not match Oscar in some way, or did they just fail to investigate that scene? Nobody reported Oscar wearing glasses that day, including Brent Trueblood, Danny Boland, and Oscar's family. The description of a guy wearing black-rimmed glasses doesn't even match the Beth Brumley suspect, who wore no glasses. On our website, we've posted several photos of Oscar from the local newspapers, all while he was in custody. He's not wearing glasses in any of them. There's also no question about Oscar's pants. Even TCSO agreed that they were dark, not light as Gloria described, and she was certain on that detail. For people who've heard or read about Donna's case, Brumley and Moscoro's testimony is often cited as a blanket argument for Oscar's guilt. The picture of a creep driving around looking for a young girl to attack was disturbing and compelling. It was very dramatic to have them point out Oscar as that creep in open court. We have doubts that the incidents as described actually happened, and we are confident that neither of them saw Oscar or his truck on the 26th. However, it doesn't really matter to Donna's murder. The prosecution argued that Donna arrived at the bike scene at 4.10 that afternoon, about the same time Oscar arrived home. The very latest Oscar was ever reported arriving home was 4.45. 35 minutes was barely enough time to drive from the bike scene to Neil Ranch and then drive the clothing drop route back to Oscar's house. Presumably, the killer would have needed time to kill Donna, hide her body, and clean up before entering a small house full of people or heading to dinner at a crowded restaurant. <laughs> 